0: Hello, and welcome to another Self-Kindness with Pete. I am Pete Sibley, and how are you doing, my friend? So glad you are here with us to join me today with this episode with my really fun guest uh, and just a delightful human being, Gozi Halima. And before I get into my interview with Gozi, I just wanted to, again, thank you for taking a moment to listen to this podcast it has the title self-kindness but as you probably know by now there is a lot more going on under this umbrella of self-kindness self-kindness doesn't necessarily mean just the idea that you know you're doing a nice thing for yourself here and there it's really about embodying a way of living. And so for those of you who listen to this podcast regularly, thank you. Thank you so much for bringing yourself here time and time again to take this in to be interested in living and walking a walk that makes this idea a practice in your life. And If you have already and you have rated the show, thank you so much for doing that. If you haven't rated the show, well, now you can do that. You can even do that as you are listening right here. You can scroll down and take advantage of the technology which is wiggling your finger on the screen and you can push a little thing and it gives the show a rating. You can also type in a comment as well all of that helps to get this conversation out there. I mean, this, I believe this is the conversation that we, the entire world needs to be happening, uh, having, happening. The world needs to be happening with this conversation. It needs to be being this conversation. We all need to be turning in and asking ourselves, where am I not living kindness in my life? Where am I speaking negatively not about my neighbor, but about me. Where am I giving myself unattainable like levels of perfection that I need to hit to be love-approved and appreciated? And that was my email uh, just recently to my email list. And if you're not on my email list, you can go to the show notes and hop on there. But I was talking about how our love, approval, and appreciation seeking is direct. Is going in the wrong direction. It needs to come in first. Are you going in first for your love, approval, and appreciation? Because then when you go and you receive it on the outside, it's like a cherry on top. So self-kindness is a deepening practice of going in, understanding the language in your own mind, connecting with the feelings in your body. There is so much going on. And as you hear me talk about on this podcast, that's what we're doing here. We are waking up to, like, it gets so uncomfortable. We get so sick and tired of spinning those same cycles over and over again. So finally, we're like, enough, enough already gotta do something different here that's what happened in my life you know whether we call it depression or whether we call it you know uh, undiagnosed adhd whether like whatever it was in my life and has been that moment of enough shows up and then we take action to find help And in my case, uh, you know, I found help in a lot of different places, but it was reaching out. And I did find and seek uh, people who were uh, in, you know, therapists, but also coaches, people who were doing this kind of work of helping me to intentionally rewire my brain, to be accountable to that rewiring and to hold it with integrity and to be responsible for how I spoke to myself in my own mind. If that's something you want to do, my friend, again, you can scroll down and set up a console call with me. They are free. They are just a time for us to focus on what's going on in your life. And an opportunity, maybe I can offer a a few tools on that call. And if that works for you, Then we can open up the discussion of, Pete, what does coaching look like with you? The console call is simply a chance for us to have a one-on-one conversation. All that saying yes to a console call is just you saying, hey, you know, I'm worth doing this. I'm worth taking some of my time to have a conversation with Pete who all he does is talk about How do we grow self-kindness in somebody's life? How do we open up to that negative self-talk and begin to see that as something that we can work with rather than the old way, the old cycles? Inviting in some of this new technology like I talked about in the last podcast, rewiring our brain with intention. So I hope that we get to talk I know that my listeners out there are ready to do this work. It's just, now's the moment. We're coming up to the end of the year. This is the time. You know, we keep on telling ourselves, oh, I'm going to do it when, I'm going to do it when, I'm going to do it when, and guess what? That's just a beautiful like, thing that our mind loves to give us. Why? Because we believe it'll keep us safe. Like, oh, you know, there's really this belief inside of us that like me reaching out and doing a consult call, like that means I I have to do coaching or that means like I'm going to be committed or like that means Pete's going to ask me something that I can't answer. That means, that means, that means. And it doesn't. It's like prove to yourself that a consult call is simply hopping on and talking about how much like... The possibility of being kind to you exists in your life. And it exists through talking with somebody about what does self-kindness look like in my life. And maybe it's not with me. Maybe there's another coach out there that you're really turned on by. Or maybe it's somebody in your life. Maybe it is your spouse. Maybe it is somebody close to you that you can talk with. But I invite you to do it. Do it today. Again, the world is ready for this conversation. It's ready for you to do this work. And I can't wait to have my conversation with you. Okay, so my guest today, Gozi Halima, is a life coach to neurodiverse business owners and creatives. As a self-described ex-people pleaser and perfectionist, She is the perfect one to talk about how to go from massive negative self-talk to living and operating from her, what she calls, pillars of life, intentionality, integrity, accountability, and responsibility. This is how she's able to give herself the grace of inner kindness and serve others so deeply. So excited for you to hear my interview with Gozi. Gozi Halima. Welcome to Self Kindness with Pete. I am thrilled you said yes to a perfect, perfect stranger uh, to come on the Self Kindness with Pete podcast and talk about self kindness today. Thank you. Um, And I would love to just jump right in with what is your definition of self kindness and why did you say yes to talking about it today?
1: Okay, so before I answer your question, thanks for having me. And um, are you a perfect stranger? I mean, we kind of know each other, but not know each other. So. <laughs> right. That was a dramatic <laughs>
0: intro. We know each other. We do. Through through um, Facebook. Yeah.
1: Through Facebook. But, you know, um, when you reached out to me to talk about self-kindness, uh, the reason why I said yes was because It is something that is very important to me. And in my own journey as a life coach, as an entrepreneur, as a sister or daughter, um, and through life, I realized that being kind to yourself gives you the space to really dig deep and to have like really authentic relationships with yourself and with others. So for me, self-kindness is really about giving yourself grace and space Mm. to develop, you know, and develop in a way that is real for you. And I think that without self-kindness, you can end up, which is, you know, where I ended up, down a path that is in your own because you're doing things for other people Mm. Um, or you've kind of lost track on, like, what's really important to you. So, So being able to give yourself that grace just allows you to come back to yourself and allows you to um, to be to be willing and be open to actually what's around you, so that you can make better choices or at least choices that feel good to you at the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I mean, you maybe you're alluding to that, but I notice in my own self-kindness practice, it does allow me to meet the world around me in a in a different way, maybe more patiently with the people around me, um, or more compassionately, or I like to say that I'm being more compassionate, compassionate. You can ask my family how I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, if you, as much as you're willing to to share what, where do you think some of these self-kindness, um, tendencies started in your life? Like where can you find a moment where you're like, if you weren't calling it self-kindness, you started to really reflect on, hey, this is something I need to pay attention to. I, I need mm-hmm. to get in touch with something in me here.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I would say probably being really present to it would be about 10 years ago mm-hmm. um, on my very first personal development program that I that I went on. And... Um, and understanding that you know life isn't about being perfect. So I will put my hand up and say that I'm a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and um and and understanding and getting, you know, getting the memo, I guess, that life isn't about being perfect, we're getting everything right all the time. Um, because what I used to do was if things didn't go my way or they weren't sort of perfect or I didn't get praise or I wasn't told that I was good or I wasn't chosen, I would always make it mean that I didn't do something right. And I Mm. would beat myself up about it. Mm. And that would look like, um, you know, massive, like negative self-talk, you know, you're not good enough. You're not skinny enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not, All there are not enough that you could possibly think about, you know, I would, um, and then I would make it sort of like my mission. I kind of got obsessed with the things I didn't think I was good at to try and get good at those things. And when I, you know, did this first um, program about 10 years ago, I remember I was just kind of sitting there and going, Oh my gosh, like I've just been so hard on myself. Um, trying to attain some level of beingness that quite frankly isn't attainable and not because um, I'm not good at what I do but it's just a little bit um, high in the sky because if you're always trying to get somewhere you're just missing out on Mm. everything around you so when I kind of got present to I'm not actually enjoying my life. I'm not actually being present in my body. I'm just kind of doing all these things to say that I'm doing it or um, because I think I should do it. Um, And then beating myself up when I didn't do those things Um, and just getting present to like, I'm actually not happy. I'm really not happy doing that. And do I actually want to do these things? Like just getting really clear on that. So then I had to really go to work on letting go of that way of thinking because if you can imagine for years that was my way of thinking so my neural pathways were very set in right, right. achieving not achieving then leading yourself up like it was just that was my cycle so I had to break that cycle mm. to learn new ways of being um and bringing in uh you know uh self-kindness to myself and wow. learning how to do that so it was kind of having to learn a whole new language
0: right yeah and you know I said this before we we got on but I'll say it now again you know there is something about there is something that I feel like I pick up on having done a lot of this work and I feel like we all are starting to pick up on it it's like the, there's there's something about the way a person speaks i feel like you can get the sense of like oh they've started to really explore this territory um and but usually what i find is like it does need that unhappiness needs to get turned up to a certain level and i want to just maybe ask you as much as you're you know are comfortable sharing um what that looked like to in you, because I recently heard somebody who, uh, you know, I see as, as a great teacher right now, say some, she said, you know, well, if somebody comes to you and they say that they're, uh, you know, they're, they're unhappy or they're anxious, uh, she actually said, have you asked, you know, do you tell them to turn it up? Because if you tell them to turn it up, it does a lot of things, which is, it raises your understanding that there's an awareness in you mm-hmm. and that you actually find that, wow, I'm, maybe I do have control over this thing, this unhappiness. So it was really strange to hear that said. And I was like, aha, that's why maybe this brilliant thing we call universal intelligence or whatever does it this way to us humans. Like we need to feel uncomfy <laughs> or upset before we start going. Wait a minute! Wait a
1: mm-hmm. minute! Mm-hmm. No, I'm happy to share um a couple of things that kind of brought me to the awareness of like you know learning how to put myself first and and looking after myself. Yeah. Um. So ten years ago, when I first did any kind of personal development. Um, like, in terms of going to a seminar or a workshop type of thing. I was in a job that I, um, that was literally causing me to, um, yeah, like, I lost a lot of weight. I um, was, like, not able to sleep. And um, and I just had, like, uh, I was under a lot of pressure. I, I had a boss that, um, like, <laughs> That would literally change the goalposts on me every day. So mm. it would ask for one thing. And when I delivered it, it would say that's not what he asked for. And you know, when you're going through that like day in, day out, it becomes like a lot, like a lot. And it 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 uh it just kind of, you know, I wasn't going out, I wasn't seeing friends, I became very like isolated. And um yeah, it just it was just at a time where everything just felt really like um, dark. I didn't, you know, I always kind of, you know, nowadays I I say like, I'm a solution finding machine. Like I'll always find a way out of something. But at that time I could not see what Mm. the solution was and everything just felt like really heavy and, um, and I just had yeah like a lot of anxiety about going into work every day. Like I would you know literally be crying, um, you know, going commuting into into central London to the office, mm. and um, and I just yeah and I kind of lost a bit of myself. I lost my self confidence. I um, yeah I just I lost myself. I I couldn't. I was unrecognizable. When I look at pictures of myself now then i'm i'm always like i don't even know who that woman is mm. um you know so it was a very um it was a very tough time um you know mentally you know physically uh and however you know at the same time um i did see people around me who kind of had their stuff together <laughs> And and that was how I that was the beginning. I just I saw there was a lady that I worked with and I remember always seeing her be so calm. Like i I still till today, I always tell the story like I've never seen anyone who would be so at peace or have so much peace around them. Mm. And it was almost like my whatever I was going through, it was like, I need that, I need that. So I just I just asked her. I was like, <laughs> what do you what do you do? Like, how do you have this? sense of peace around you all the time and so she shared this thing with me and that's how I ended up like um going and you know that that job uh actually what I should say is they actually fired me like the first and only time I've been fired in my life um but it was the best thing that ever happened to me because it allowed me to like go right okay I need to think about what I want and Mm. That was when I, you know, I went on this program and started Mm. discovering how to um, shift things around me and look inward, yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah. such an important part of, under the umbrella of self-kindness is that question. It's like, what's my opinion here? Like, what do I want? And again, it's amazing how we, I feel like we need to, to get, you know that that kind of push from life before before we feel i don't know it's it's not everybody but i do feel like those of us who have embarked on this self kindness journey it's like we need to get to like go back to asking that question of ourselves like what is my opinion like
1: absolutely you know, I, I have a, if we don't get if we don't get it the first time, believe me, the universe will, will, will send it to you, <laughs> gonna
0: give you again a, and
1: again and again until you're ready to like yeah. go to face that question.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. What's my yeah, exactly. What's my opinion here? And you know, I, I think part of the soapbox that I stand on is wanting to express that self-kindness is different than than the energy that that doesn't have a positive feel to it of like selfishness or like, you know, me and mine. Um, I actually find, and that's where we kind of started. I find it's the opposite. It's like, the more that, that inner work is done, it can't help, but be of service in the world. And so you talk about this woman, you're in a, in a, an uncomfortable darkish place and just wanting to to find some peace and here's this woman just you know sounds like she had done some of her own work and she becomes a light for you so i yeah yeah I just love how and, that works
1: no i i completely agree and i think there is definitely something there and i i, I do feel like a lot of times when you talk about being like self-kindness or looking after yourself. People always think it's some, um, you know, uh, airy fairy type of thing that you're doing, and it doesn't, you know, make any sense. Or like if you always put yourself first, and what about other people? But actually, you're so completely right. Like this woman who was a light for me, you know, she'd done the inner work, and I couldn't help but like I couldn't help but seek that. That light, that peace that she had, was very much what was mm. I was drawn to, and I just knew that I needed something like that. And I was just like, "What? What are you doing? Like, you know, yeah. share with me what is what is this thing? Like, if you tell me to, you know, was the take drink the juice? I'm drinking the juice because I, I want some of that <laughs> yeah. peace around me. You know?
0: Yeah. 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 I love it. I love it. So, what are some of the the things in relation that to you that you feel like you're doing differently now than you were at that time.
1: Mm, So, um, so one of the things is like, I really learned how to set intentions about the things that I was doing. So for me, intentionality is like super important, like really bringing my conscious awareness to what I'm doing and why I'm doing things And like, what's behind, what is behind the action that I'm taking? Because I realized um, that when, if my, if I can check in with my intention when I'm doing something, and not to say like, if it's not a good place that I'm not going to be kind to myself, but if, if my intention going into something is coming from, like from my heart, regardless of what happens or what results I get, I I'm able. I'm able to deal with them um, better. And when they don't, if my intention isn't in the right place, and they're you know they're not, um, and things don't go my way, or things go my way, and I'm like, oh, that was a fluke. I just always, you know, I'm really account. I just make myself accountable for those for those times as well. So, um, for me, I kind of live by some guiding principles. <laughs> Intentionality is one. Integrity is another, mm. accountability is another, and responsibility. So, you know, I kind of, these are like my pillars um, that allow me and give me the grace to be kind to myself. Because if I'm living by these pillars, then no matter what happens, if I disappoint someone or I hurt someone or I, you know, or things don't go my way and I'm, dis- or I'm disappointed or I'm sad about something that happens, Um, you know, I'm always kind of like, okay, you know, because you're in in those pillars and if I'm not in those pillars, then, you know, I evaluate like why wasn't I operating from those pillars and, okay, can I be, I can be okay that I wasn't, so that's like for me that my integrity, like honoring my word if I said I was going to do something and I haven't done it, um, you know, checking with that. Um, And then also, You know, no man is an island or woman or person, I should say. No person is an island. Um, And so for me, it's also very important that I have places where I feel really safe, that I can talk to people and I can share with them what's going on around me because you can't always see everything that's happening in your world. And sometimes when you're in it, it just takes over. Mm. So I have, you know, like my go-to people who can sometimes hold up a mirror and say, you know, because you did your best, you're doing a great job, Um, you know, honor the journey and just kind of remind me as well. And then that brings it back to like, okay, let's, I'm going to honor myself and I've done my best and, um, you know, let's take a rest and then we'll come back at this a different day, a different time or not at all. And, mm. and be cool with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so that, I noticed that I wanted to ask you a question. What do you find when you're doing that check-in for those beautiful pillars? I love those. That was intentional, intention, integrity, responsibility, and accountability. Mm-hmm. Love those. So what do you find? Because I, I'm always curious in my own mind, why do I step out of those? What do you find is the answer when you when you go there and you're really wanting to be accountable, okay, like, okay, why did I step out of my integrity here?
1: So that's a great question. Um, <laughs> so I think I tend to step out of my pillars if I'm really tired and I want to cut corners mm. and, um, or if I, you know, I'm a human first. Right. So I always say this, even when I'm working with my clients, I'm always like, look, Sometimes we're we're human and we just want things now. And sometimes when I, I'm kind of chasing an instant gratification, it doesn't always align with my pillars. <laughs> <Yeah>. And <laughs> Darn it. come on. And so, you know, and I can still be kind to myself around totally. that and be like, you know what, it's okay because. Um I'm not trying to be perfect or have it all ironed out or have this like or like say that you know my pillars are the only ways to live like um you know it's a it's a constant it's a constant putting yourself back in because sometimes you know i'm I can go down the rabbit hole of Instagram or down the rabbit hole of you know Netflix and I haven't written my email that's going out to my list, and I haven't, you know, done my content uh, batching like I'm supposed to do, it's okay. Like, okay, like, be accountable for that. Like, okay, check in, like, look at my schedule, put it back in, mm. and, and, and be okay that, uh you know, every so often these things happen. Um, so one of the things it's like learning to laugh at yourself like I laugh myself the whole time (laughs) right you know I'm just like oh my gosh I just did a doing another gauzy again okay all good
0: yeah (laughs) Oh, I love that yeah the the self-laughter in a in a kind way is yeah um (laughs) it is funny the things that we do right and I always say that like we can't BS ourselves, but it doesn't stop me from trying all the time. All the
1: time. Like, and I think that's the beauty of our humanity and like honoring that and like being okay with that. And I think when we try to make that wrong is when we go down the other side of like being mean to ourselves, you know, um, when we make all of the, our humanness wrong. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, And I think it, it, you know uh, um one of the things that i find a lot of why i move out of out of those those pillars and, and and i wonder what mine are i haven't but they're they're definitely similar but it's a lot of times it is like this um you know one of my classic thoughts boils down to something like this like what will other people think mm-hmm. it's like that one could, could, you know, envelop a whole swath of how I live, what I do. And so I'm constantly coming up against that one. I'm like, how, geez, I thought we worked on this one, Pete. And it's like, yeah, it's still there. I imagine that I still am concerned about what you think of me and do you like me? And, you know, did I say something clever there, you know, like all of these things. I'm like, yeah, again, that's what I mean. Like we can't BS ourselves, right? Because it's still there. Like no matter how many decades you've been on this planet, Absolutely. there is still that tendency. So,
1: yeah. And, and I think that's, these are the moments where, you know, the laughing at oneself is really important and oh. also realizing that everyone else is thinking the same thing as well. Um, I know so many people, you know, especially like when you see like lots of big time coaches or celebrities and they were like, oh, you don't don't worry about what people think about you. And um, but it's just I think it's part of life. But, you know, if you pretend you don't care, but secretly you care and then you're kind of like, you know, um, trying to do everything like other people are doing it. You're just taking yourself off your path. It's just yeah. one-way ticket to suffering, really. Yeah. And and I think as is very clear that I you know suffering. What's the saying? Like, pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Yeah. And I yeah. I chose to opt out of suffering. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Right. And it sounds like when it does show up, you know how to how to meet it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's, it is practice though. And I think that's the, with everything that, you know, I've talked about today, I didn't get here in one day. You know, I talked about meeting this person 10 years ago that had an impact on me. Mm-hmm. It's a journey. It's a continuous journey. I'm not always, I'm not always kind to myself. You know, there are days where I'm like, oh, I should have known better. I could have done, could have done better. And, and then I have to bring it back. But the things that definitely helped me and help me get it back is, you know, putting myself in spaces like where I met you, mm-hmm. where you know you have a community of like-minded people, or even within my own friendship groups as well, who can want to keep me accountable. And two, I can share with them like what I'm doing and how I feel about things. Um, you know, uh, having a coach someone that I can, that can challenge my thinking around, um, Mm. myself and what I'm capable of and what's, what's possible. So, you know, I put myself in these places and I, I have these structures so that it can help me and support me in being able to like, yeah, be with the woman in the mirror and, and love on her and be kind to her and, you know, give her a pat on the back and be like, oh my God, girlfriend, you're doing, you're doing a great job. (laughs) Well done you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, well, you know, that, that brings me to one thing that, um, seems to be really valuable for the people who listen to this show. And that is, you know, in your experience, Mm -hmm. how have you met um, some of those challenges. Uh, and then again, how do you, how do you, how do you, it's almost like, what advice do you give to yourself when those challenges show up? And I think, you know, we've kind of touched upon how to kind of stay there and how to get back, but but we both know this and we all know this as humans. There are those times where it's like we just feel like we can't right the ship. We can't turn it. And it just feels like it's so, you know, whether you're neurotypical or, or neurodivergent, whatever. But the mind sometimes just gets so locked in of mm-hmm. like, you know, goes to, you really are doing it wrong or whatever your mind is Mm -hmm, telling you and those moments my friend like what is the energy how do you come up next to yourself to to live that self-kindness
1: yeah um this is really a really beautiful question because i i i 100 percent um know that and it's something that I really want more people to to learn how to do or to, like, be aware of. So I'm just going to share what I do and how I do things, right? So I'm not a doctor, but I'm just going to, (laughs) like, put that caveat in there and see if this works for you, try it out. Um, So with being, um, uh, you know, neurodiverse, I've suffered a lot with like anxiety and depression. And um, and I've, you know, I've had um and still do have like therapy and you know, counseling and um but two major things at the very beginning. One um was learning my learning my cycle. So learning what were the things that triggered me and learning what are the things that like, how, how does it begin? So I can, I can bring like awareness to like, Oh, okay. I think I'm going into a cycle. Sometimes I, I can stop it, you know, when I'm there and sometimes not. Mm -hmm. So if I feel like it's going into a place where I'm not able to stop it quickly, I will, I have someone, at least one person, that I can say, I'm going into a cycle. I, I'm having a moment. Um, I'm not needing you to like fix me or anything like that. I'm doing all the things I need to know, but um, I'm doing all the things I know to do even. Um, but I I have someone that I can share, that I can share with, which I know is a very kind of easy thing to sort of, maybe I can say sit here and say that. And a lot of people listening might be like, well, that's easy for you, I don't have anyone um, to talk to. Um, and I would really, really, really like um, invite anyone who feels that way to to make it like a non-negotiable, to find a place where you can go to, like really make it a non-negotiable. And, and so also, because I don't ever know how long a cycle is gonna last, Uh, That's the only thing I can never, it's different every time. Um, So I just know to, then I I know just to keep my routine. So like find a routine that works for you. Mm. So I know that even no matter how awful I feel, and even the days where I feel like I can't get out of bed, even if I have to step out of my flat for just five minutes to get fresh air, I will do that and go back to bed. Yeah. But I know the things that help me. So it's about learning your patterns, learning mm. your triggers. But most importantly, um, one, I honour those. So I don't hide my depression. I don't hide my anxiety. I And I honour it. So when it comes in, I allow it to come in. I don't resist it. I used to resist it. I used to hide it. Um, because, you know, the um, way that I grew up and life and you know there was yeah. like a whole bunch of stigma and all that kind of stuff and now the world is a very it's a lot of a kind it's a lot of kind of place so I honor it I don't resist it um I allow it to come in because I know that as it comes in it will it will go out mm-hmm. um and I know that I'm not on my own and so for anyone who's listening who thinks they're they're on their own or you might look at someone like P or myself or other people online and think we all have it sorted out. Like I will, I'm always the first to say, like, I don't have, I'm, I'm still figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I have no, you know, I have, I'm very happy to say that out loud. Like I am still figuring it out. Um, you know, but I, but along the way I'm learning things that are helpful and I'm sharing that with people as well so that I, they can, you know, they can take it on board. Um, so I honor those feelings. I honor my, the, the cycle when it comes, when it comes in, Um, I don't resist it. I find the places where I can go to and I can share, um, you know, that I, this is what I'm going through and I can get the support that I need. Um, and then, you know, just the routines, like, um, you know, like, I don't know the, the things that might work for you making sure you eat at least once a day, <laughs> jumping in the shower, getting fresh air. Um, you know, just yeah. it sounds like little things, but they make such a difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I you know, I think those wisdom teachers are always reminding us, like they may sound like little things, but again, it's like when we really get still, conceptually, we can understand that there's only ever this moment. But I think the, the challenge is like in the beauty of this human experience is can you live it? Can you live that way? Like this is the moment. This is where your attention can be. This is where your awareness can be. This is where you're going to feel the feels. This is where you're going to have the thoughts like this is it right here. And so a little thing is actually everything. Right. Yeah. And um, I just love your approach. I love your, your energy. I feel like I could safely just like say that you're just you're just so lovely and um I think we should all get to um stay in that aura of of Gozi. So how do we do that? How do we stay in touch with you? How do we find out more about what you're doing? You have some really fun things happening in your world, but um but how do we follow you? What's, what's, what's the way that we stay connected?
1: Awesome. Um, thank you. The best place to find me is on Instagram and my handle is Goz, G-O-Z philosophy or one word. Um, and you can also find my website. If you want to find out like how I work and what I'm up to and that's gozphilosophy.com. And yeah, um, you stay in touch like i have a beautiful on my um website and also on instagram i have a beautiful download which is all about um uh your passion and really getting that out and finding like what's true for you like your true desires so it's like it's eight, eight powerful questions to find your true passions and start living that mm-hmm. um so you know download that and i will share this that i am In December, I'm going to be um, running an online summit for neurodiverse business owners and creatives. It's going to be a two-day summit, and we will be covering lots of different topics, um, you know, how to be a stellar entrepreneur with your neurodiversity, like being a creator, where we're looking at your coping mechanisms and how, you know, best kind of like what I was talking about now and all the different things and tools that you can use to support you. It's going to be amazing. I've got amazing speakers coming in. So uh, that's going to be in December. So stay in touch, find me and um, you'll get all the information for that. Oh my gosh.
0: Well, thank you so much for your, your time and your incredible energy and your thoughtfulness on the podcast today. So appreciate you. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for having me. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Hmm. (laughs) Loved that conversation with Gozi. And I hope you did, too. What I loved listening back to it was just how easy she makes it to just remember to stay in that integrity, to hold ourselves gently and kindly accountable for all of the things, for the thoughts we're having for how we're treating ourselves, for how are we setting ourselves up for success rather than focusing on setting ourselves up for failure so we can then say, yeah, I told you so. So, Well, I hope you have a fabulous week. Again, set up a consult if any of this message is resonating with you and we can talk about your self-kindness. Let's not put it off until the end of 2021. Let's jump in right now and begin making this a real practice in your life. All right. Love you, my friend. See you next week. Hello, Self-Kindness with Pete listener. Are you ready? If this message resonates with you today, reach out. I know I can help you. We can jump on a call. I'll give you a couple things you can work on right away that you can implement. And if it works we can keep working together for six months or a year and I'll walk you step by step through every step of the way. You are so worthy of the kindness that's already in you, the kindness you express to the world. Time to turn that in and start living that beautiful, brilliant life. Go to the show notes, click on the link, and let's start today. I can't wait
1: to talk.